1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
0: Welcome to After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz here on the Believe B L E A V Networks, all around the universe, and it's always a pleasure. To be able to converse with this gentleman, our special guest today on the program, I was a huge fan of this man's work for many, many years, college football, college basketball, and the New York Post. Uh, We started uh, uh, asking him to uh, come on the show and uh, in his own desire for self-sabotage, he agreed to do it a couple of times. Next thing you know, he became the editor and uh, the man in charge of the New York Extra, which is uh, just knocking it out of the park there online. And uh, he's the man responsible for everything. Uh, Always uh, still brilliantly involved in the sporting life. We welcome to the program our our good friend and a uh, fellow member of the degenerate brethren, the great Len Robbins, joins us here on the program. Len, how are you, my friend? Good to talk to you again.
2: I knew you guys were going to call today. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know you, know yes. you know why? Yes. You know why? Why? How did that happen?
2: Cinco de Mayo, baby.
1: <laughs>
0: We're both wearing sombreros that's- like Dolph and Denny. I don't know if you remember the uh, probably the worst mascot in all of sports history was uh, Dolph Denny, who uh, on his own decided to represent the Miami Dolphins. Somehow they let him on the sidelines, and uh, he had a sequin sombrero. Uh, he looked like Carl Malden, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> in Fear Strikes Out. I mean, it just was a mess. And, uh, and then he had a pair of orange coaches shorts, which uh, I don't know that he washed them all that frequently. So, um, you know, I, I think he, he was having more trouble controlling his bodily functions than like uh Kim Camper was when he was out there on the field getting his snot knocked out of Wing. him. Uh, so yeah, we we, we are, are were you, wearing Sopranos today in his honor. Are you describing your your wingman right now? <laughs> It does sound like, yeah, Mike Luby Lewis would be inclined to, to, uh, you know, outfit himself (laughs) like that also, uh, much to the uh, comic uh, enjoyment of uh, most of the people that saw him. Uh, uh, All right. uh, Speaking of comedy, this is always the thing. Let's swing it out to one of our favorite cities to start things out in this, uh, you know, particular session. Um, and And that's Las Vegas, Nevada, the National Football League draft. Now, one of my favorite things, this literally would be part of the song. These are a few of my favorite things. One of my favorite things about the draft is uh, the reaction of Jet fans to their first-round pick, which is, uh, you know, a stunner. And, you know, they, they, they're thinking, yeah, we're going to get some stud that everybody's talking about. And the next thing you know, they take a tight end or they take Ken O'Brien while Marino's on the board or any number of just egregious, outrageous blunders by the Jets. Uh, what happened, Len Robbins? Because all of a sudden, uh, we weren't seeing that reaction at all. And, and even Mel Kuyper. Was not gargling with moose when he analyzed the three first-round picks of the Jets, which were deemed to be extremely shrewd. What, what did you make of all of that?
2: You know, I couldn't tell. Remember when the Patriots pick first came up—that that offensive lineman from like Tennessee, Chattanooga, yeah, yeah. At yes, Kentucky, or some school like that, right? And Sean yeah. McVay was caught on camera looking over and saying, "Like what? Whoa! <laughs> I thought he was also talking about the Jets draft."
1: Yeah, yeah. look.
2: This, this is the one thing that both Jets and Giants fans have been yearning for for the past half decade, right? Mm. And that is like a mature, coherent, logical approach to building a football team. Mm. And so when you have been, you know, basically out in the nether regions of an insane asylum, right, <laughs> um, where everybody <laughs> in Clockwork <laughs> Orange... <laughs> is walking, is walking around the center fountain, right? And then one guy decides to turn and go the other way. Um, It's a bit shocking. Um, I know for a fact that um, therapist visits in the metropolitan area have spiked 64% (laughs) since the draft. Jet fans trying to understand now how they can't feel bad about themselves. very, Very, very alarming. Very, very, very alarming. Look, this this upset. was great, right? I mean, you know, they they had all these boxes that they had to check. They checked them all. You know, they trade back in for another first-round pick. Um, of course, I decided to ruin it for both the Jets and Giants because I wrote a column the next day saying exactly this, right? But this could all be for naught if it turns out that neither team has a quarterback. Yeah.
0: Well, We have that same uh, situation uh, confronting us here in South Florida where uh, – The Dolphins, uh, you know, essentially went Ricky Williams, uh, you know, going back to uh, Mike Ditka, traded their whole draft for one guy, Uh, Tyreek Hill, a very dynamic player, as, as we well know. And then they made some other moves, and and we were starting to wonder what the hell is going on here. I mean, all of a sudden, uh, these moves uh, reeked of logic and seemed to make perfect sense (laughs) and uh, had sparked a level of excitement in town that uh, everything was going in the right direction. And then, uh, you know, the the big question mark there uh, I don't know if you remember that guy. You remember that guy, Matthew Lesko? He was a TV hustler that was selling like uh, ways to get government grants, and he wore the jacket with the question marks on it. Do you remember that guy? Because uh, there's of one sticking right I on the I, forehead of I, Tua Tangovaloa, and that remains the. I think, uh, you I know, think the I'm problem.
2: related to that guy. <laughs> well,
0: the, the, yeah. prob- the problem yeah, with yeah, Tua, who, who's, who's a
2: really nice kid, by the way, I really like. Him. He's a really nice kid. Yeah, but great. But I think if they did, if they, yeah, if they did a DNA search on him, it would turn up like 33 percent of him is paper mache.
0: <laughs> that, that was, That's you know, a, a question mark, obviously, That's since problem, he came man. into the league uh, with, uh, you know, an injury that he sustained, that uh, you know, sort of compromises uh, beginning, uh, you know, in the beginning of his career here in uh, South Florida. Well, well, we shall see. Now, now, there was another thing about the draft that was kind of interesting, uh, and I don't know if you were zeroed in much on this, but the the I love anatomy analysis when it comes to the draft, and uh, Kenny Pickett's small hands. I, I, I literally thought that they were going to question his girlfriend to see if other appendages were small. They were talking about it so much. He had a very lovely young lady sitting next to him, and he's the only quarterback taken in the first round. So that was highly unusual, uh, you know, to see the quarterback position with so many teams desperate uh, really produce almost nothing in terms of sizzle, sizzle yes, in speak- this draft.
2: Yes, speaking of small hands, I heard, I haven't been able to confirm this, that ESPN was trying to get Donald Trump on as a guest yeah, exactly. analyst exactly. Just, exactly. For the, just for the Kenny Pickett
0: pick. Um, was, and he was going to unzip his fly and say, Yay. yeah, well, it's not true, man. The hands may be small, but I got the, you know. <laughs> it's not true. I got the big Johnson right <laughs> right. <here." laughs> right. And it's not um, Jimmy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I You know, I, here's, here's where I started worrying about the whole breakdown of prospects. I think it must have been about 10 years ago, and I don't remember who the first you know, expert, if you want to call him that was that did this, when he started talking about, he smoothed through the hips. And I'm like, I don't need to know that about a football player. I don't, but (laughs) frankly, outside of my wife, I don't need to know that about anybody. I really don't. Fluid, fluid through the hips. See, like, and depending on where you are in life, right? Like if you're 80 years old and you're fluid through the hips, that just means you made it to the bathroom on time, right? If you're, like, if you're 20 and you're fluid through the hips, I don't know, maybe you're like an aspiring breakdancer or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't need to know that about my prospects. And, and I do think that that's one of the more ridiculous things. Like, you know, Remember the draft when Marcus Allen? I, know, I forget when he went. Uh, mid-teens, I think, maybe early 20s. I mean, the guy rushes for 2,000 yards at USC. Right. Not a Tennessee Chattanooga, but at USC. And then people question like, you know, well, you know, it was a four, five, six. Right. I run a four, five, six when it's half the hour. It's the only time.
0: (laughs) It's uh, it's funny, too, because I'm surprised they have stopped short of just playing that uh, line uh, out of the movie Heat uh, from Pacino when he screams. And, you know, we've noticed that, uh, you know, he's turned acting whatever lessons he had and background into just screaming every line in his latter movies. And, uh, you know, I remember reading Joel Bushbaum, and he had an analysis on some guy, and I almost wrote it into uh, this little piece I was doing, that he had a great ass. (laughs) I'm like, what what is this? You know, is this the uh, NFL draft, or are we all going for a cocktail and a free lunch at uh, Mons Minas in uh, Tampa? All right, uh, Len Robbins, our guest here, Luby's got uh, something for wait, you. Wait a imagine. Hold on. You know, hold on. Right?
2: Hold on. Nope, I got it. I got I got to call my first time out of the show. Did you just credit Mons Venus like, on your show? Yes. Is that what you're yes, uh, today?
0: <laughs> yeah, we were talking about classic restaurants, and uh, some guy brought up Burns Steakhouse, and I thought, well, the only lunch I remember was a uh, bologna sandwich that I had at <laughs> Mons Venus, that was part of, part of a rather unspectacular uh, but well advertised buffet.
2: You know, this is why I come on the show. There's no other <laughs> radio show.
1: There's
2: You're burying no your career.
0: You yeah, notice, exactly. Uh, you might want to come on uh, under an alias, as many is of our guests uh, have now requested.
2: I, I, am pr- I, I am proud to come on the show. because I think <laughs> I, I still, so I, think I, still my, I think I still have a tab at, I think I still have a Mom's Venus, and it wasn't for the bologna sandwich. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was uh, always good to try and get yourself thrown out for being too <laughs> aggressive, you know, so you might not have to pay the big tab for the bottle. That's great. Lily, what do you have, do you have for Len?
3: I, I don't know what I have anymore, but Len, we yeah. love you, and now, this is one of Len Robbins, editor-writer with New York Extra, also a longtime sports columnist. He's actually renowned, even though he does come on with us and enjoys coming on, on with us for whatever the hell reason. Uh, I do want to switch gears, Len, because as Devo talked about you with college football and basketball, I also know you as a big NBA guy up there in the Northeast. The NBA this year, it's funny, we feel like we have a two-headed monster in the Suns and the Bucks, but the Warriors and Grizzlies seem to have something to say about that. And this, right now, at least in the East, it seems like the Heat have something to say about that. What are your thoughts on the NBA playoffs so far? And uh, we have seen some injuries, but it feels like the Bucks and the Suns are sort of just making it through even with their injuries.
2: Well, first of all, I'm going to break a little news for you guys on the show. I have a—I have a new position. I have a new job. I'm now working for... Um, a fantastic website, um, by the name of betbasics.com.
3: Nice. Good for you.
2: And I wrote oh, it. Sweet. Right? Thank That's you. And I, and I wrote <laughs>
0: it. Yeah, right up our alley, man. If our
2: they need dream, more people. Uh, give them our
0: number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I
2: decided I didn't want to be just degenerate Friday. I wanted to be degenerate, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, Thursday, every day, Friday. I, so Exactly. This is
0: <laughs> but, your daily degenerate, Mine Robbins.
2: Right. But my, my favorite, um, series right now is is Warriors-Grizzlies, yeah. right? Um, uh, it's been dynamite. You've gone, it's, like it's
3: like a boxing match.
2: Well, you've only, you've only gone two games, right? You have two ejections, a fractured elbow, <laughs> a laceration, <laughs> exactly. and I think there's going to be a press conference later today where the Warriors are going to change their name to the Crips. The Grizzlies are going to change their name to the Bloods, <laughs> and that's how they're going to... I mean... It is. First of all, they're they two young, skilled teams, right? They're yep. really like fun to watch, but yes. now they've decided to hide switchblades in their socks. This is like wrestling. It's Sunnyside Garden.
3: It's <laughs> <This is fantastic. laughs> It feels like it's so weird.
0: Um, as a foreign object, and, uh, and it's a foreign object. Uh, <laughs> it's being applied right. to the champ's skull right now. Yeah, it's Gordon Soly time. And here, man, here's right my.
2: Th- here's might have been my only good pick of of the year. About where in. May, right? So I think it was three months ago. Um, I put a significant amount of money on the Heat to win it all on the Futures, right? Interesting. Um, And then, of oh. course, I think, like, then, like, about a month later, they had the epic meltdown. You know, Spolster's thrown his clipboard. Yeah. Haslam's trying to take out Jimmy Butler, <laughs> And I'm thinking, that's great. It's the yeah. Robins curse, right? Yeah. I pick a team. They blow up. But, you know, the way they responded to that, Right? because that breaks a lot of other franchises. Right. It does. It breaks a lot of other sure. teams of the coach and the superstar. N- not there because of the way Pat Riley and Spolster have, you know, a great grip on that franchise. I mean, to me they're flying under the radar. Everybody's talking about, you know, the Bucks might do it again. There was talk about the Celtics, you know, the Suns had this great record. The Warriors are the thing that's great about the Heaters, they will cut your heart out with a spoon and eat it in front of you. And i love a team that plays that way. i love it.
0: Haslam broke in with Elgin Baylor, by the way, and uh, still somehow uh, every now and then he comes off the bench to punch somebody. I mean, uh, they may as well have brought Kerman Washington back uh, to play for this team. Uh, no, it's amazing. Uh, you know, while we're on the subject here and a couple of things, uh, I guess from a basketball context, Uh, We can't figure this out, how Doc Rivers wasn't fired on the spot uh, when Embiid incurred that injury. Uh, We thought that Embiid should have already been through customs and on the front seat of the charter flight that was heading down to Miami with four minutes to go in a game, up 29. Uh, What is he doing on the floor? And, you you know, you can't anticipate he could have been out there at halftime and tripped over Guy's ankle and been out for the rest of the series or the next series. But. I mean, what was Doc Rivers thinking? I mean, or was that Gino Ariema yeah, exactly. that was coaching the 76ers, that they give Gino a chance to just go ahead and leave his starters in there in a meaningless 70-point blowout but with a minute and change to go to get his uh, top player uh, taken out? Uh, should Doc Rivers not be under much more scrutiny and, and criticism for having him beat in the game when he got hurt?
2: Well, first of all, when that happened, the first thing I thought of was, oh, no. Doc Rivers has been consulting the old Jets regime, who decided to leave Mark Sanchez. You know, I believe it was a preseason game with an offensive yeah. line that consisted of three guys from a rehab center, one guy from like the McBurney Y, and one guy who played at like a Division three school, right? And he, yes, I think it was his shoulder, right? He got whacked, right? He was yep. never the yep. same after that, right? Yep. Um, here's the question I have about Doc Rivers, right? What has he done? That people think he's one of the like great 15, coaches of all time, 15, or that yeah. he, ke- or that you know that he keeps getting reshot. Look, he handled the Clippers situation terrifically, and he parlayed that into a coach/general manager gig. But I don't remember the Clippers having a championship parade. In fact, I, I just don't know what it is. He must have great pitches, Rivers. So I really should stop <laughs> like that. smirching him because. I might be in
0: that. No, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, this injury, uh, you know, this orbital bone fracture is one that ends like boxers careers. Yep. As You know, so and Embiid is supposedly going to come back, but uh, they employed uh, now as a team physician. uh, That guy, Stitch Duran, that you always see in a corner of uh, like Canelo fights. Uh, he, or any uh, Madison Square Garden. He's a regular there. Uh, you know, they've hired a cut man to, to try and accompany this guy uh, <laughs> into game three, and, you know, they're holding up two fingers, and he, he's seeing five because he has a concussion also, and this is all on Doc Rivers. So uh, I, I thought not only should he have been on a bench, but should have been on a team bus at that stage, and that was ugly. Now, uh, more importantly, are you watching Winning Time, Len Robbins, on oh, HBO, yeah. Winning Time?
2: You know, I've watched it here and there, but it's obviously like, you know, I mean, it's sort of like when you watch, I don't know, one of those um, like murder mysteries, right? Um, And then they say, uh, you know, the names have been changed and uh, certain facts might have been altered. I'm like, certain facts might have been altered. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: Jerry West being an obstinate (laughs) asshole. I mean, it doesn't uh, seem to fit the sort of distinguished, quiet, reserved uh, guy that, that was very brilliant at what he did, both as a player and then uh, later on as an executive. But uh, have you seen the portrayal of Pat Riley? Did, did they not make him look more like Joe Pepitone <laughs> with the guy they picked to play the part?
2: <laughs> well, I, I love the fact that Cherry West is suing. I absolutely love that. Yeah, or at least he's a policy or attraction. I think, I, I think that's fantastic. I, I mean, come on. You know, he's the logo, right? He's yes. the NBA logo. And, and so now it looks like that logo would have to have, like, you know, long hair and, you know, like, uh, I don't know, one of those, like, police batons where, like, you know. <laughs> Honestly.
0: It looks like Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait, uh, you know, in the early stages of the show. And, uh, you know, when and we were referencing some movies, uh, I don't know if you remember that scene uh, in Blow with Johnny Depp, who also oh, uh, Depp. Really finds himself in a fine mess there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, okay, it was her. He keeps saying it was her all along. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's in that scene where he, he does the line of Coke and he says, I can't feel my face. And, and that's how they portrayed Riley, I mean, which seems like a real exaggeration uh, of not even a truth but uh, some sick fantasy that uh, the producers had about what Pat Riley was all about.
2: Okay. I, get, I think I negotiated in my contract with you guys that I get three timeouts Per visit <laughs> and one injury timeout. I'm using, i my second timeout, my second timeout because now we've gone from Mons Venus to the scene in Blow where the guy can't feel his face. You can't be shocked. Now,
0: uh, I remember being in a few of those when I first moved to Miami, when It was, uh, it was a very real condition. I default. can assure you. Yeah. But I looked nothing like Pat Riley at that stage. I mean, the eyes were glazed over. I mean, they really made him look like a fool. And, uh, you know, it it does seem like it's one thing to take creative license. But, uh, you know, I I don't know that that gives you a license to steal, does it? I just
2: felt that, you know, it was kind of portrayed. It was hyped as we're going to show you like, you know, what it was really like during showtime. And it's not. It's what they want. Yep. show showtime to kind of be or look like. Um, so, I, and look, I don't want to sound snobbish about this, right, but, you know, I've covered a lot of these guys, right? Sure. Um, so, you know, you have a sense of really who they are and what they are and what they're all about. I mean, you know, Pat, Pat Riley, come on. I mean, yeah, he's a no-nonsense guy, but, you know, just think about what a great basketball mind he is and how well he goes about what he does this there's a regalness to him, if you will. You know, yes. Jerry West is like, you know, the the gentleman of gentlemen, right? I, I'm not saying that he probably hasn't had his moments or whatever, but if you're going to go that far off the beaten path, then just say it's a comedy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't using the Larry O'Brien trophy uh, as a bowling ball, you know, through the glass. <laughs> I mean, uh, it just it seems a little bit out of character. And, and you probably uh, right, knew, she, and she. Uh, maybe even talked recently to Paul West, who had a book out, Uh, We had him on a show, and I remember Westhead uh, from being in Los Angeles at the time. I mean, he wasn't like an ignorant, you know, weak putz uh, that they, uh, you know, have painted him as. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely offline. All right, I wanted to get into one more thing, and this is uh, in your area. We've talked about this uh, uh, before, you know, this whole business about paying college players. But um, I I, I thought it was kind of curious that the NCAA now wants to crack down on what they think is illegal booster money. Yeah. That is being yeah. disguised as yeah. name, image, and likeness money, whereas before it was just illegal booster money that they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't uh, legislate uh, out of the game, and uh, you know we're very you know uh, uh, selective in who they uh, came after. You would have to think, considering uh, you know some of the uh, dynastic programs that never were under any scrutiny, while SMU was uh, you know on Three Mile Island somewhere trying to book a game. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but what do you make? I mean of what value is it for anybody to question this? what well, we have some guy here, Ruiz, I think he's taken over for Nevin Shapiro, but I think he at least acquired his money legally. And, uh, you know, supposedly, uh, you know, you're looking in this transfer portal and everybody's got Miami, like, like they have their bags packed and a, uh, Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt, shirt on yeah. before they leave Nebraska. <laughs> um, you know, so, so what do you think this is a doing to uh, college football and basketball and B, I mean, is it only going to just become a wide-open helter-skelter, or has it gotten there already, uh, even though the NCAA says they want to you know, intervene and do something about it?
2: Anything that has the NCAA name on it, with the exception of the basketball championship, yep. is tarnished, is foolishly run, is 30 years behind the times. Look, guys, everybody knew that once this got to the Supreme Court, Name, image, and likeness was going to come into being, right? The whole concept of the NCAA student athlete was going to be destroyed, right? right. They had sure. years. They had years leading up to this, right? And so that's why, like now, you see, like, well, BYU has this NIL deal where any walk-on can go there and they'll have their tuition and everything covered, right? That's not a recruiting advantage. I think what we need to do really is come up with the the SMU. NIL futures of which program is placed on the death penalty? Right, because it just got <laughs> so it
0: won't be Alabama. Right? I-, I can assure you, it won't right? be the uh, Crimson right? Tide.
2: Like, didn't a kid down at Miami on the basketball team, didn't he basically, like, demand an NIL deal? Yeah. Or he was he was going to leave? Was no, that no, the he actually kid? had
3: one. He wanted to renegotiate it, and the guy Ruiz openly, like, in the public, they talked about it, and he eventually backed down, but, yeah, that was, like, a huge thing that he wanted to actually, in the public, renegotiate as a college student his NIL deal.
0: He was getting ripped Why, off by this exactly. Ruiz guy or whoever That's he is. Yeah, this down down is a road crazy road. billionaire who wants to build a stadium uh, with his own capital, but... uh uh, we, we we know that that's impossible because uh, it, you would have to uh, you know have billions of dollars just to uh, bribe the permit guy exactly. in Coral Gables to get to be able to put in a parking space. So you know uh, that, if, that's never. When I was in
2: college, the when I was in college, the only thing I tried to
0: renegotiate were my grades. I was the only thing that I did, <laughs> just really need to try. It. Oh, I just rearranged them. Uh, you know, when they had the uh, handwritten report card. I mean, how many sixes did I turn into eights? And uh, it was always tough when they wrote the fives in red, you know, like if you had like a 58, in of course, because uh, that was it was tough to find a blue pen and actually fool my father, who was pretty smart, you know, and I think that that was a real uh, look at a report card. But uh, uh, anyway, so uh, now what are you doing with uh, tell us, I mean, about all your activities here, Len Robbins, uh, what, is what is up with this, uh, this uh, gambling website? I love that. Well,
2: com is really—it's a really cool website, and what it does is it—it it already does the homework for you, right? So, let's say you're looking for the best futures bet, or you're looking for the best over/under bet. They'll steer you to whichever, you know, betting site has that, right? FanDuel, MGM, whatever it is, Caesars—we don't care. By the way, I love the Caesars commercials on television. It's not just because Holly Berry's gorgeous, but I—I I, just—I love them. Um, So I've got an opportunity there to really kind of help them set the tone for this. You know, I'm doing a lot of writing for them. It's, it's, it's going to be a fun way to like look at betting. And we're also going to help people who really haven't bet before, you know, we're going to have like academies where we're going to like teach you, um, what's a smart bet. What's not a smart bet. How do you go about, you know, figuring out your parlays? Um, and I'm, I'm really honored and flattered to be with them, you know? Um, Betting is obviously not just the wave of the future; it's the wave now, right? Like, a, I know when I sit down with my 17 year old son now to watch a game. Yeah, he says, He's "Oh my god, I got to, I got to, yeah, I got, I got to put my poly in, you know." And then, like, you know, like the other night, I, I forget who it was, for the Suns, I think, had the first basket, so his poly was shot, you know, in the first possession, and he was like, "We got to switch to another game where I'm still alive. and I'm like,
3: "17 <laughs> years old." <laughs> It's all like
0: Devo. Yeah, with all the bizarre propositions, and by the I'll way. never forget. Uh, and this was years ago, uh, before this was uh, so much in vogue and in focus. Uh, uh, we're at a bar watching a jet game uh, with a couple of jet fans here in South Florida. I think, the, I, I don't remember who they were playing, but uh, it's like four minutes into the game. And this guy, Scotty, he's uh, like the world's worst bookmaker. Uh, he still owes my friend action from Manquan Bolden catching the first touchdown pass in a Super Bowl 15 years ago. And he starts screaming at the screen. like It's like 3.50 into the ballgame. He's like, run some clock! Run some clock! And we're thinking, why, why is this guy, uh, the game, it's not over. It's the first quarter, Scotty. The game just started, and he said uh, he had a bet, a big bet on uh, no scoring in the first four minutes of the ball game. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, this is guy insane. Did. But that this is in vogue now, right? Where uh, you know the guy gets the uh, final out of the first inning, right? They, they retire the side in order, both sides, and uh, there's goose eggs up there, and 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 people are betting massive amounts of money on no scoring in the first. In uh, Major League Baseball wagering, so uh, it's great. You're in the right place. Uh, how many times uh, day does uh, Goodell log on to the uh, website? <laughs> are you aware of those numbers, uh, Len <laughs> Ramirez? I don't
2: know. I just know that Calvin Ridley is his uh, his official. Betting consultant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this poor slob, right? He goes out there uh, he makes like a show bet on secretary. Yeah, I was, like a stupid bet. In comparison to what, like, I, I, anybody with his kind of means would be, uh, you know, inclined to wager if they were really like a sick degenerate gambler that was going to be influencing NFL games. And he's out for the year while Goodell was probably partying in every Vegas sports book, <laughs> you know, signing autographs, <laughs> book signings, whatever. Like, he was Pete Rose
2: <laughs>
1: at Caesars. Right. You
2: know, t- t- talk about talk about, like, the hypocrisy of the NFL, right? They have, I think, I don't know, like three official betting sites, and they hold their draft in Las Vegas. But Ridley places a bet on like a turtle race
0: at his son's school, and he loses. Crab race in the Bahamas is down there. I got the two. (laughs) Right. He's waiting for some crab to crawl out of a circle while some Bahamian is serving him a frozen drink, and he gets busted for a year and loses a million dollars. I I was watching the Ranger game last
2: night, the playoff game. yeah. and Igor Shisherskin is is getting more shots right than at a COVID line in the height of the pandemic. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I I would love to be like on a site right now, seeing like over under on how many saves he's going to have. Right? I think he finished with 69 saves. I think he set like you know a, a yeah, Rangers playoff record. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But they lose, and I'm like, this is like, you know, when I was, like, first starting to date, right? Like, if you took a girl to, like, you know, dinner in the movies, you, you know, you were at least hoping to get a kiss goodnight, right? Something, yeah, you um, yeah, has got 69 shots, and they lose. Like, he got the handshake at the end yes, of the night. it's like a
1: right? high
2: five. <laughs> yeah, like, nice. Was, yeah. Yeah, it
0: was, you know, I'll the guy should have been it quivering, I mean, uh, you know, on the threshold of a nervous breakdown after seeing, uh, <laughs> even shots. Joe Biden took a couple of shots, I think, in that game for the Penguins. Well, you. All right, Lynn, we you love you. I, and, and uh, you know, we could, I, you know, I hope we get to do this more often and, uh, you know, our, our many yeah. uh, varying platforms as we try to piece together a living. And, uh, <laughs> You know, like I said, uh, you mentioned a Clockwork Orange. Uh, if our names are mentioned by this uh, new betting site, uh, you know, please put in a good word for us. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll, right. we'll look forward to uh, logging in there and seeing your work. And, and thanks so much for joining us, as always, the great Len Robbins, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being I'm with us.
2: I'm come up with you. I'm going to see if we can come up with the default parlay. That's what I'm
0: going to do. There you
3: go. <laughs> the default parlay of the
0: day. A 10-team parlay if I'm one of those kids <laughs> on soccer, right? I mean, uh, the last leg is like Manchester United. Yeah? You're thinking, uh, I'm be sugar or not. Had the Phillies parlay to Oscar for De La Hoya. To, I mean, it's just great what's going on. I, mean, I couldn't love it any more than I do. Thanks, Len. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for taking time to be with us. Guys, today. thanks for having me.
3: You're the
0: best, Len. Pleasure. Len Rob. Yeah. So he hasn't bagged the New York Extra. He's uh, on his betting thing, too. Man. I think he's wow. doing both.
3: Yeah, I think he's doing both.
0: He is to the internet what Neil O'Donnell was to uh, free agency, yes. isn't he? Uh, he and Jason yeah. Cole.
3: Jason Cole, have, they're both respected. They could have hung around in newspapers and were like, you know what? Yeah. Why? Why would I do that? Let me out of here. Let me be a- a- ahead of the curve. And they move before the they buyout. need to. It's yeah. perfect. Yep.
0: That's it, man. All right. Uh, good time uh, today, uh, Luby. Uh, excellent catching up with Len Robbins. Uh, that's our uh, after hours for today. Hey, he's Mike Luby-Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest here on the Believe BLEAV Network. And uh, you can catch our regular show. Just Google The Defo Show. Please do that, people. Uh, if you like this, I think you'll uh, really enjoy what we do every morning, 7 to 9 on the East Coast uh, on a, a thing called Ion Channel. But uh, the easy way to find us is Google The Defo Show. You can get the visual Or uh, defoandlubie.com slash live. Yes, 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 yes. And you can plug in the audio of that show. Defo, that's D-E-F-O, not uh, William Defoe. D-E-F-O and Lubie, L-U-B-I-E dot com slash forward slash live. Couldn't be any simpler. Yeah. And you can pop that on your phone, you can plug it into uh, your car radio, whatever you want to do, and uh, enjoy a little ride of work there, especially if you're on the east coast of the United States. Yep. Uh, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. Uh, a little early for uh, you uh, people on the west coast, but uh, nonetheless, it'll
3: be running around. Uh,
0: always time. having a lot of fun on that program. Always a lot of fun. We'll have our Degenerate Friday show going tomorrow, and uh, that'll feature a Kentucky Derby preview with the lovely Kate and Bradar, one of the outstanding handicappers. and. Uh, horse racing uh, people uh, anywhere, and uh, she's a delight. and uh, You'll love her analysis. She's on the grounds there at Churchill Downs and uh, has uh, deep insight uh, into this race. I've already spoken with her about it. And we'll also feature the professor, and uh, that's an hysterical segment called the Professor's Big Board. And uh, then we have a wager that uh, we may be uh, asking you to pass the great poupon tomorrow, as uh, we'll be eating some crow, I think, if the Panthers go down 0-2. Uh, with a bet that we have with a guy we call the gambling Gourmet who says they were going out in round one and uh, a disgraceful, (laughs) lame performance. It wasn't that, but, I mean, it was uh, ugly to see them lose in that fashion. It really was. And if they go down 0-2 tonight, you are looking and listening to dead meat, people, even though, as we often tell you, no matter what, even down 0-1 and the possibility of losing the first two at home, if you're the Florida Panthers or anybody else in life, you simply got to believe.
3: recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us any time of year things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call the insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina testa Why go up against insurance companies alone? You can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side.
0: Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services.